Hello, Mihartis. This is a new concept, a new project that I have with uh, with my brother Yusef, a warrior, as you have known him from well, social network or different interaction, also from the other podcast. And this is actually a modification of the other podcast that we used to have. The other podcast we used to call Minds, Mentes. And first we start to do it in Spanish. And then we realized that somehow by having the topic about the mind, we could expand to a certain point, but we were not giving it this, um, this wild, this, this savage gamut and glamour that we wanted to, to include into it. So we decided to change the whole concept to Motel Chaos. And here is my, my brother too. How are you doing, bro? <laughs> What's up, Eddie? All good, all good. What do you I think like... about this this drastic change that we that we took? Well, you know, as, as we know, everything is changing and constantly changing, and it's gonna be like that pretty much always, right? So, um, it's no wonder these uh, talks, these interactions, are gonna be changing. You know, we, we're we're trying to figure out um, what's like the main, like the biggest purpose of this. Yes, and you know, as as most uh, of the mind things and the magic related things, you have to actually do them and test them, put them into practice, learn from that and apply them, you know, in a better way to get, uh, you know, a, a better goal. So Which is, like, yes, is the, is the main thing about chaos magic. Exactly. You got to take what you have at the moment and do whatever you can with whatever you have in that moment, right? And then you can adapt and get better. So it's kind of like uh, what is happening here We've been talking a lot and how can we like actually do something with this. We've talked a lot about like some really cool things like retreats, kind of like some things with crazy drumming and crazy chanting and kind of like a, like a big show, right? Um, that's, uh, let, let's hope it happens this year. But as for the podcast, the intention is to be like way more open and talk about things that are more controversial. controversial. Yes, and that's why we want to do also in our in our projects together in these situations that we want to give uh, and bring to people, be it online or uh, in direct uh, interaction, or as you mentioned, like in this shamanic ceremonial chaos, because that's what the name of the whole project is is revealing: chaos and a motel. How does these two things go together? Because chaos <laughs> means something that is unpredictable basically something that is unpredictable that is chaos you know yeah uh, and, well okay uh -huh, tell me motel comes you know as um we uh we, we got up to this point uh, uh so people has you know the context we got up to this point with the project because we talk between each other right um i ask you questions and we expand on a certain matter and then we talk you know, uh, of a different thing, and then we connect the dots, and it's kind of like um, it's kind of like an ongoing therapy, right? Kind of like something, yes. something weird, some some kind of weird communication we, we're having. So uh, I, I was like, you know, this is comforting, and this helps. And I'm sure if if people had uh, someone else to talk to, to like to show to throw all the shit out into that person or into that place, you know, make a mess. And then get out of that like a, as if nothing happened or get out of that in a better situation than the way you came in. 
Yes. Um, then that 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 would be like a really good purpose, and that's kind of like, that's kind of like what people do in motels, right? They they go, they make a mess, they mm-hmm. put everything up, and they they just go, right? Yes, <laughs> so yes, it, they they do that. It's like a, exactly like escape uh, via like escape path uh, to talk with people, you know, and get get some issues out. But if you realize in this interaction that you and me had towards each other. Because I had helped you in some things, you had helped me in some things, I had guided you, you had guided me. And it's always, it always falls in a thing that we have to do on ourselves. It's always like a lot of homework, I would say. And I hate the fucking word homework. But it's a lot of lonely work, I will call it. Because that, that is the real result. There are a lot of things that we can talk at the moment and, and we arrive to certain conclusions. We get into a certain state of mind and from there, we need to take it into practice, into our normal life. And that's when the magic rituals, the, the body disciplines, the fastings, everything starts to get into a context of how it can become very practical. But the thing is that because it's a space where you and you and I interact or we can interact in the future with some people, we can show them things. They can take everything out in the motel in a chaotic way and then they have to work it on themselves and that's when they start to get the results because as you have seen and I have seen the results, they are there, they exist. Oh yeah, shit happens. <laughs> shit happens for sure. And um, that's a, 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 one of the foundations of these kind of talks. Like, uh, we talk so we can kind of like listen to ourselves again and again and again, uh, so we can reach to our own conclusions and we can re- kind of like, kind of like connect the dots and you know get our own answers. Which that we also talk about managing this as some somehow a coaching place, right? But coaching is now like too. Uh, it's a lot of prostitution around that word. <laughs> okay, I want to expand a little more on that because actually if somebody is used to this shit, they would say like, man, well, it's fucking coaching. And I will like, slap them in the face or the butt, depending on the individual. And I would tell them, hey, motherfucker, is not coaching. Is not coaching because... Why is not coaching? Why do you think is not coaching? Exactly, that's the thing. What's the difference between, you know, just talking with someone, coaching, therapy... Uh, mentoring, you know, uh, consultation, like all these different types of interactions. How can we, you know, start defining uh, this? I I will tell you that it's not coaching because it's not got a, it's not giving you a guarantee that you will, you know, experience a better existence and that everything will get better. Like a lot of people in coaching, they are selling you like, yeah, come to me. I know the answers and you will live a happy life and I will help you to be successful and think here what we're trying to do is go deeper into an initiatic process to to take more layers out of reality and to get in contact with what is the case, what is the source so it gets much more mystical and magical and that's why it gets very chaotic because the path to the deepest of every human being is different. It's not the same for me, for you, for any motherfucker that is listening. It's very personal and nobody can take you there. When you're in the underworld, well, you're there. You can have your, your Virgil, like in the, in the divine uh, comedy of uh, Dante. Like there can be a guy that is kind of with you, but not totally because it's your individual process. And that's the difference between coaching. Coaching, 
in my opinion, and for what I have analyzed and read, it stays in the surface a lot. It's a start to put patches over everything, you know? If something gets messy, if you have a, a messy life, you just put a patch over it and try to get positive and shit like that, and that's it. That's basically how coaching has worked. That's why it's very prostitute. There are very little coaches that actually go deeper and that tell you that what you're doing is an adventure into your most underground parts of yourself to reach the highest. But for doing that, yes, there is. there has to be a lot of bravery and a lot of, of real love and romance for the process of adventure. Okay, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's uh, a lot of it's one of the uh, I think biggest things people are unaware of that um like everything again and again and again regardless of the matter it comes back to you, right? And um, uh, when when people refer to coaching, they think they're putting their their own responsibility on someone else's hands, and that's mm-hmm. kind of like the like the worst mistake <clears throat> not only for the client. But for the coach, right? Because there's like all this pressure coming at you now, which you didn't even want. And um, so, uh, you know, that's when when, when you do coaching. When you, I'm not a therapist, of course, but you know, therapy is kind of like the same thing. You go with a therapist and you're expecting that guarantee, like you say, like, okay, I'm going to pay this and this guy's going to help me somehow, right? He's going to push a button on me or something and then everything's going to work. And people, I, I'm pretty sure, in, just like in diets, in most situations, they fail because they don't realize the work is up to them. And mm-hmm. it's always like that. Yes, it's, it's like if you take a person, I will compare it like taking a person to a mountain. One thing is to take a person to a gym class, you know, where you are guiding them, they are in a safe environment, where they know that everything will be completely all right and they will get certain results of burning certain kind of calories and then they will get out, right? And the other thing is to take persons to a mountain. When you take a person to a mountain, you're in a wild environment, in a chaotic environment where anything can happen, you know, a fucking earthquake, volcanic eruption, anything can happen. The mountain has its own climate, its own weather. So you don't know which kind of surprises you're going to find there, which kind of animals you're going to find there, which kind of people you're going to find there. And if you take a person up to a mountain as a guide, the person needs to know that it's up to them to not surrender. It's up to them to put the best they can. It's up to them to really believe in the process and believe in themselves. And you can motivate them. You can give them techniques, how to work, how not to work, what will be more functional according to your own personal experience and of what you have already achieved. But you don't know if it will work perfectly for the person. That's why you are then again in an adventure. And as adventure takes you to many different situations, you can die. You can achieve and go up to the summit. Maybe you go to the summit and you never go down. Maybe you go to the summit and you go down. A lot of things can happen. And that's why it's a chaotic process, as has always been in mysticism, magic, and deep psychology. And I say deep psychology because Jung was telling you that. Jung was telling you, man, going with me doesn't guarantee that you're going to live a better life. In fact, maybe you will get crazy. But if you're going with me, you will go deep. And that's what Jung was telling you. And that's why Jung is a great psychologist. Because he realized as a psychologist that the map of the soul and mind of everybody is different. It's not the same in every individual. Even if there are archetypes that could be related, of course. 
you know, and I was, we're starting to see something that you just mentioned, like uh, therapies, therapists integrating like these modalities of kind of like listening to people and, you know, and coaching and kind of like they are uh, hybridizing their, mod their, their models of work because they realized that just one approach wasn't working for most people, just like yes. you said. So all that expansion um, kind of like it, it's leading to a, a place where most successful, successful, like big names in the world now have like, you can call them, you know, people will call them coaches, right? Mm -hmm. And some of them, they call coaches themselves, but kind of like these persons, you know, uh, like they can just ask a simple question and that little uh, feedback pushes them to move forward or to take that step they were, uh, you know, guessing to take or it, it might be just a little thing, like just like a little mo motivation, just like a little tap on the shoulder, like go, right? And that can change a, 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 a life completely. So um, I believe that talking with people, especially when there's um, the, the purpose of the motel chaos is, you know, like there's no compromise. There's like, you know, in a motel, no one cares. And yes. we say that in a, in a good, in a good uh, uh, fashion, because when you go to those places, you want that. You don't want everybody, you know, watching you and filming you, you know, mm -hmm. that would be really weird. So it's kind of like a, like an anonymous place. Uh, for people to interact and kind of like get some connections out of that. And what you say about responsibility, because, you know, responsibility is, is literally uh, put it, saying that you don't have responsibility is putting the big disclaimer. And curiously, everybody does it. You know, even doctors, when you're going to operation, you do a fucking signature of a disclaimer that if the doctor leaves a, <laughs> a piece of a tool inside of you when they close you up, it's your fault, basically. Yeah. But you know what? It's totally fine because everything is your fault. Any kind of process that you decide to get involved in is your fault. And the result that you get, be it positive or negative, is your fault. And that's when you start to get respect as a human being. If somebody tells you, hey, you know what? I can help you. I can guide you. But everything is up to you. It means that that person is respecting you, is respecting your individuality, your divinity, your potential, and your will. Yeah, and your, your own power to do, you know, things. Because uh, people don't realize that when they rely and when they put responsibility on someone else, uh, they, they just completely lose their, like, um, their basic control of themselves. Um, like their own freedom, right? So that's mm. kind of like, uh, that's very sad, you know? I see it all the time in nutrition. It's like, um, that's a discipline where people rely a lot on like, you know, just clinging on to the other person, kind of like begging them to solve their, you know, their mistakes. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a new approach, which is growing very fast. And uh, it's very connected to things we, we were talking about in Mentes in our uh, yes. last podcast, you know, like how all this... Um, Uh, functions of the mind uh, have to do with each other. And one of the things I've always told you, and one of the purposes of Motel Chaos is, you know, people want attention. They mm -hmm. want to be heard. They want to feel heard. They want to feel seen, you know, they want to feel like they belong somewhere. So 
when when you allow people to talk about them and then you just listen, they love that man. They 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 never stop. You know, they can just go and go and go and go, and that's kind of like a like a like a new medicine, like a really old school, really, but kind of like it's coming back with more strength. I think. Yes, so. but we're mixing it, as you say, with something even more old school. That was the way that the shamans, that the wizards, that the real mages and mystical and magical people through all history were guiding persons. And they were guiding it. Uh, well, it was a harsh process. Basically, Master Therion, Alistair Crowley, uh, my, my beloved sensei, says <laughs> that he prefers you to die from your mistakes than to live a long, fruitful life based on obeying him that is much more um, fruitful for your own um, evolution to die committing your own mistakes and to fail by your own means than to achieve success imitating somebody or just following their formula and uh, that's you know that's the thing that actually worries me everywhere everywhere you look now it's kind of like you know everyone copying everyone It's kind of like just a little fashion trendy thing, you know, and people just mm -hmm. jump on that. And I think more, more, uh, it's worse now than ever, more than ever before. Uh, people have lost, you know, their authentic thing. Just mm -hmm. take a look into Instagram, you know, and it's like, oh, this guy, the fucking tattoo guy with muscles. Yeah, and pictures without shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, the girl with the big butt taking pictures, you know, in a bikini. You know, a copy the, of the, a copy of a copy of a copy. It's all the same bullshit, and we're all part of that. And, you know, let's not even talk about gurus and shamans and, and coaches and all that fucking shit, which is, you know, now completely out of control in Instagram, right? So I think all those things are, uh, are um, a sequence, a consequence of people wanting to be heard and listened. And, being part of something and this situation if you realize this situation of imitation comes as you mentioned for the same thing for getting validation because human beings they want integration as you mentioned they want to feel that they are part of everything the more isolated a human being feels the level of suffering and stress gets higher and to lower that they want to feel beloved they want to feel loved that's why people is addicted to sex for example for to be inside another being, just to <laughs> feel integrated into another being or to let somebody else inside of them. And the curious situation here is that human beings, because now technology is available to a lot of people and the communication is very precise, a lot of beings, they open their cell phones and they see another person living apparently more happy lives than them. And they say, okay, this is the formula. I need a fucking formula. The thing is, And there cannot be formula on chaos. And life, wanted or not, is chaos because you don't know what will happen in the next second. Exactly. Um, and that's the beauty of it, right? Um, a lot of writers, a lot of, you know, uh, philosophers and Buddhists and all these uh, sort of people, they, they tend to see that as a gift, as, you know, as it might, it's so precious, it might be the only time it happens, right? Yes. And that thing is happening actually every single second, every single time. So, you know, um, we're going to be talking in this podcast on a lot of insights of, of this matter. Um, and, um, 
kind of like exposing our own things, our own paths. So just to close this uh, chapter, Eddie, like the first one, mm -hmm. just tell us about a little bit how you got into this path. And then I tell them about how I got a little bit into this path. And then I think we can close for this chapter. What do you think Perfect. about it? Yeah, I think, I think at a certain point of life, I realized that a lot of ideas were imposing to me and a lot of weights and codes of how to live a life were imposing to me. And they were not functioning for my individual being. I was frictioning against them and I tried to break them all. I tried to... I tried a lot of different situations. I got involved into a lot of different situations, trying to rebel against these impositions that were put by my culture, by my beloved ones. And, um, and I break it all. I break it all to the point that I became absolutely atheistic and destructive to my environment and to myself. And I reach, um, and I reach a stage of, of desperation, of existential desperation and lost of total control. And from that, I, I try to find where can I have control? Where can I have power? Where, where is my fucking power? And curiously, that's where I found magic. Because magic is that, it's a promise of power. I mean, we analyze magic in a, in a mental term with our minds and we find power, you know, the magician exerting power over reality or the witch and getting whatever they want out of reality. So I started to go into that path. And the thing is, uh, I went into magic trying to penetrate it and magic end up fucking penetrating me. <laughs> Bad. So that's basically it in a nutshell. How about you? Yeah, well, it, it's, it, 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 it kind of like happened the same long time ago uh, before I actually realized I was doing it. <laughs> many years ago, many, many, probably even before we met each other. Many years ago, I started, you know, like reading about these things and kind of like getting some interesting like insights on how can you improve and everything, you know, my first approach was like, oh, this is a secret. And, you know, this is bad because it's dark and it's a cold. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's magic. And, you know, it's like, oh, superpowers. And with my hands, I'm going to be able to, you know, th those kind of things. Um, and what surprised me the most was like every single book I read at the beginning, many years ago, they were all like positive things. Like you have to behave yourself. You have to be a responsible human being. You have to work, you know, you have to work for what you want. You have to put effort in actually knowing what you want. And all these kind of like crazy new ideas. And wow, I thought this, I mean, is this like magic? Is this like so, so before our eyes that we can't even see it, you know? <laughs> and uh, up, up until now, I've been doing a lot of, of magic, uh, sometimes without even noticing it. And um, I realized actually that the more intention you put into it, the more you realize it. The more it happens, so it's kind of like um, a battle of. It has been a battle of not, not sabotaging myself. Uh -huh. Trying to get, like you said, trying to get control over things. Because I also got to that point where everything was fucked up, and you know, I just didn't see an, a way out. It was just, I'm fucked. You know, this is it. I mean, there's no left, no right, no up and down. No, there's nowhere to go. Chaos. A chaos, exactly. And then magic comes in, right? With this uh, promise of power, like you just said. So, so we're, we're, we're I think, in, in that path, Eddie. And um, it's kind of cool, you know, because a lot of people are on it and they don't even realize it. So then basically the conclusion of all this, I mean, the conclusion for this chapter is that we are all in chaos. 
everything is chaos. You go inside the motel with us, you talk, we analyze, we play with it. And at the end, you get out of the motel, you grab your fucking surf board and you surf over chaos because chaos will always be there. The thing is, how do you manage to ride it? And you say the magic word there, uh, play. You gotta play with this shit, otherwise it's gonna rape you. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a surfing it. It's really surfing it. I mean, anyway, if you surf it, sometimes the wave will crash you. It will, it will really abuse you, and it will throw you into the fucking sand, you know, and you will be covered <laughs> in sand and shit and sea creatures. But then again, you can get up, and we will be there telling you, yeah, you can get up. And we will give you certain kind of advice how to do it. And then you can go inside again and surf it because there is nothing else to do, actually. Exactly, exactly. So let's see uh, where this takes us and we'll see you in the next episode. Yes, we will Thank be you. here surfing chaos, Mihartis. <laughs> Goodbye. See you later, bitches. Have a very good Bye. time, motherfuckers. Bye. <laughs>